our intro song. <laughs> did you mm-hmm. like? Did you like how we stopped at the same time? Yeah. <laughs> it's like we. Speak- it's like our real song. We know how it goes. Let's see. We knew it. It was. And what I like about it is it was authentic. It was genuine. It was from the heart. It just yeah. happened spontaneously. Yeah. And then it stopped at the same time because yeah. we're connected. A little spontaneous music. A little night music. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah. And actually now it's on recording. So we can just that can be our intro song. We can play that <laughs> same thing forever and ever. I'm sure everybody would love it. <laughs> unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. The roof. Yeah. Hey, listen, if we get any more hate reviews, at least that would still bad press is still press, my friends. So anyways, hi. <laughs> anyway, hello. How's it going? Oh, it's going. Yeah. Another day. Yep. So what do you want to talk about on the V-Spot <laughs> podcast, which is what everyone's listening to right now? Yes, I hear it's a vegan-ish podcast, so that means we can talk about whatever we want because ish. Who came up with it? Was that a, like? <laughs> did one of us say the ish part? Did Andy say that because we ramble? It was pro. It probably just like came one time when we were like in the early episodes when we realized that sometimes we go on about things that are not really vegan related. So it was just an ish. Hmm. Right. I think we need to emphasize that more. Yeah, vegan ish. I agree. Yeah, ish. You know that way it gets more people to listen to us because we mention things that are vegan but also just like life related right which is kind of i mean today today's topics yeah life does happen um happens also i'm danny and i'm kat great great now that we've established that covered all our bases yeah what do you want to talk about uh i'm really cold being in a basement i'm really my legs are cold i need like my mom told me not to turn on the heater (laughs) Because she thinks I'll burn the house down because I'll leave the space heater on. So I'm just sitting in a cold basement. I forgot to mention that I replaced Kat, my co-host, with Kat, the five-year-old, who lives in her mom's basement and isn't allowed heaters because she can't be trusted. Right? But do you have Blanky down there with you? Because no, I don't. I, don't see. See? I know. I have blankets, but not quite but the not, same. But not the same. Yeah. No. You could make Lacey cuddle. She'll just try to attack the guitar. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, we dogs are smart. Maybe she knows something that none of you know in that house. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. So, what else do you want to talk about today? The cold? What do we got? Any newsworthy things? Uh, mm. <laughs> I saw on um, our favorite news source, Live Kindly... Um, an exciting thing. Well, exciting for me, I guess. Other people probably don't give a shit. Um, but <laughs> one of my favorite people is Jack Black. I love him so much. And there was a Live Kindly thing about how he is like aspiring to cut meat and dairy from his diet or whatever because of climate change. And I was like, Heck yeah, Jack Black. I love him so much, except I bet he'll, if he does that, he'll lose a bunch of weight and he'll look really weird. Ew, a thin Jack Black sounds really strange. I mean, like, good for him if that's what he wants to do. But, like, just he is perfect how he is. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. Um, That is. But I love him. So that was pleasing. That is something that um, the person that I'll talk about later on 
um, on the podcast episode mentioned is like more and more people are turning towards don't eat meat or don't eat dairy because of climate change. Like they're like, oh, it's like really coming to light that like there is a fairly easy solution or thing to help with climate change. And that is just don't eat meat. Right. I saw I think it was also live kindly. I think it was that posted. No, maybe it wasn't. I don't know who it was. One of those live kindly veg news. One of those type accounts posted a thing that was like um, not using straws is the thoughts and prayers of climate change or something like that. And I was like, uh oh, <laughs> drama. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, let's see. Other newsworthies. Um, so in the great debate, I think we've talked about this on the podcast before of how great Wawa is and how I made the bold statement that I would give up every single Stewart's for just one Wawa. You have said that, yeah. Um, the competitor for Wawa, if you will, is Sheets. I don't know what that is. Oh, you've never been to a Sheets? No. Oh, it's another gas station down in the Pennsylvania area. Um, Wawa's Pennsylvania, New Jersey kind of areas. Um, I actually don't know how far those extend. I know that they're not here, so that's trash. Um, but Sheets is same thing. They have like the menu, the big extended thing like Wawa does. It's comparable to that. Um, and they just added the Beyond Burger oh. to all of its locations, all 500 something of its locations. Sheets like I'm going to go fold my sheets. Yes, but with a Z. Ah. At the end. I see. Not at the beginning. Otherwise, it'd be Z. <laughs> I Z. Sheets. I Z. Ha <laughs> Do you get it? Yeah. That was good. That was pretty funny. I I, that was like I was my voice. I see, except I said I Z instead. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't like it. It It's like my voice came out of Kat's body to tell that joke. It's funny. <laughs> I was entertained. Um, so that's another newsworthy thing that I saw, which is kind of nice. More gas station options because... You're traveling. It's kind of garbage if, you know, you stop at a gas station and, like, Stewart's is a great example. I don't know, other than chips and delicious root beer or coffee, I don't know what you can get at Stewart's that you would just eat as a snack. I don't know either, to be honest. Unless you want to eat a pint of the ice cream, which, it is really good. True. Very true. So, it's an option. Um, and then you can go work it off uh, at a spin class. Or at home on your Peloton bike. Yeah, perfect. I loved it. You wrote a segue instead of a Peloton. Right, 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 right. (laughs) I wrote a segue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So uh, that brings us to our first subject, topic, mode of discussion. Question Thing to talk about. So I didn't know... How did we start talking about the Peloton commercial? I think we saw it. And then... Did we? I don't... I don't... I don't... Yeah. Was it in yeah, the city? We were, yeah. Yes, it was. And I think I had seen part of it before. I didn't know. I don't see... I'm a new member of the spin uh-huh. cult. Um, so I'm not as well-versed as someone such as yourself. So I was like, oh, Peloton. I don't, I don't know what Peloton is, but... You expl- it's how long are they like a well-known like very like 
long running company like i don't brand? know i've only known about them probably as long as i've been spinning um because i remember when i first started spinning mike's sister was like oh yeah i have a peloton and i didn't know what that was so who know i don't know how long they've actually been a thing because i only got into spin like earlier this year so i don't know but they're um they're very yeah. well known at least for however long they've they've been around um and they are what a couple thousand dollars yeah like almost three thousand dollars i think and uh for those of you who haven't seen the commercial it's a how would (laughs) i don't know how to describe the commercial in like a completely neutral way yeah it's a woman okay so very basic we'll start there it's a woman who receives a peloton bicycle as a christmas gift from her husband yeah and the the whole thing is that you have to subscribe to like the network thing or whatever right yeah you have to like buy the classes so you buy the classes but it's basically like taking spin at home yes it is so she gets that um for christmas and she documents her fitness journey of which we see like three or four scenes of it um over the course of a year and the last scene is her and sitting on a couch with her husband watching these documented instances of her riding her peloton and her thanking him because it changed her life yeah that, and it, that it was gives neutral like, right it gives like the slight implication that she didn't ask for or want this that she like doesn't enjoy it so like i <laughs> I don't know, because she's like, can you believe I'm doing this? Oh, I hate this. Like, she seems, like, to not want to be any part of this. So, like, this is... (laughs) But also, like, that's what I sound like when I get up to take a class. I'm like, oh, I don't want to go. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. It is no better or worse than... I'm sorry, in my opinion. It is no better or worse than any other commercial for... A fucking perfume. There's some blue Chanel perfume or something that the commercial shows up on Hulu all the time. And it's like this guy's like following this woman who's in this pool. Like it's very commercials are just fucking weird. Yes. Sometimes they are strange. I don't get them. Sometimes they're sexualized. They're, you know, and you can read into things. You can read into really anything if you want to. Of course. So like. We don't, it, there is the implication that the woman, you, like you said, has no interest or has an expressed interest in it. But like, okay, so yes and no. When she first walks down, she knows what it is. Like a year ago, if Andy bought me a Peloton, I would have been like, what is this? Right. Like she walks down and goes like, <gasps> like she knows what it is. I, I don't know. But then like she gets on and she's like, oh man, I'm super nervous. And, like, has this look... I think the actress, though, also just looks terrified. Yes. Like, in general. Like, her face just has an expression of being terrified. Yes. Um, But, like, going through piece by piece, what did I tell you when I said I was going to come to my first spin class with you and Casey? I was like, I'm nervous. What if I fall off the bike? <laughs> and we were like, to which you said, you can't. <laughs> I mean, you could. And, but, like, you're not going to. 
<laughs> but then during the class we went with Amy. Amy fell I was off gonna the bike. say she did. That's true. She did. I, I've almost fallen off the bike. One time my shoe came untied and my shoelace wrapped around the pedal and I thought I was gonna die. Um yep. and I've gone like so hard that I've almost fallen off the bike before. But yeah. I mean you like catch yourself. You don't just like fly onto the ground. <laughs> no, no. Unless you're Amy. Unless um, you're Amy. <laughs> She was fine. She recovered real quick. Yeah. She was a trooper. She finished the class. She was fine. Her butt has never been the same since then. I'm inferring <laughs> that, but um, but like I said that to you. I did. I was like, I'm nervous about this because it's if you go into a situation, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. You're like, I'm nervous. This well, is but also weird. you were in a class with like real life people though, and this woman in the commercial is in her living room. I'm just saying. Yes. <laughs> I know that like the classes are like some of them are live or whatever, but you're still only in your living room. Like those people aren't actually in the same room as you. Right. So like if you embarrass so, yourself. Right. Like it's fine. if you fall off the bike, nobody's gonna know. Right. It's fine. You're fine. Everything's fine. Um, but so there's that. And then she gets up at like 5 30 or 6 in the morning she's like can't believe i'm doing this but like but, nobody made you do that though right like that's <laughs> my thing with that i don't get that i don't necessarily read that as like oh my god i'm scared of my husband i can't yeah. believe i'm doing this i got that as a i'm up at six o'clock in the morning on a bicycle i can't believe i'm doing this says everyone ever yes. who goes to a fitness class at yes. six o'clock in the morning absolutely or sometimes, like you said, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 5 4 p.m. 4.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. And you're like halfway through or five minutes in, you're like, I can't believe I'm doing uh, this. I'm like, I hate this. I think I'm going to leave. <laughs> yep. Yep. And so, like, there's that part of it. And then, you know, the, the weirdest part about it that I think of the whole commercial is that she's documenting it. That's what doesn't yeah. really make sense to me. For sure. But... On the other hand, how many Instagram stories have we posted about spin? Yeah, how no, many? that's totally fair. Like, I guess I, I don't, like, document in terms of, like, before and afters or, like, progress photos or anything like that. But, like, I definitely – I do, like, like spin selfies and stuff. Like, if I go to SoulCycle tomorrow, you better believe I'm going to blow up social media about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And but like I don't – I'm not doing that to, like – and, and and if you are somebody who does that, then, like, that's fine. You can document your journey. I don't think sure. there's anything wrong with that. I know a lot of people think that there's problems with that, but I'm not one of those people. Like, you do you. Absolutely. Like, be proud of your progress. But, like, that's the thing is that, like, maybe she's proud of her progress, you know? Like, it's just a little weird that, like, she made a video to show her appreciation for her husband, who looks like a to totally normal dude. He's not, like, oh I don't know. God. Like, it's just, it's, it's. I feel like people really were reaching on this. They were. They were. I don't were. know. I, so there's absolutely no direct context to blow it the fuck up like the internet has. Yeah. There is, you have to reach. And if you want, as you can with anything, you can infer things. You can say, wow, she looks scared when she starts her. I bet she's scared of her husband. Oh, her husband bought that for her, even though she's thin, because she could be thinner. There's no reason to think that. Where right. the fuck did you get that from? He yeah. doesn't say, honey, you're fat. Here's a bike. There's right. no reason unless you want to read that, because I didn't necessarily read it right. like that. And it's a commercial. So, like, 
it, you know what it's it's like um have you ever seen that commercial i forget what it's for it's for like maybe devry or like itt tech one of those like technical institutes or maybe it's for um that that uh university of phoenix or whatever it's for some sort of education and it's like the um it's a picture of or a scene of like the woman standing in the office and the narrator's like Cindy'll never miss a promotion again, and then it's like her going <gasps> yes. to college or something yes. like that, and it's like yep. inferring that she gets passed up and men get promoted over her because she's not educated. You ever yep. seen that commercial? Like, yep. see that that commercial? There's a clear issue. <laughs> this commercial, I think, is a little reachy. Like, I I understand why people are mad about it, but I don't I think there's a lot of, like, storytelling happening here. Whereas that commercial that's, like, a clear indication that they're inferring that she gets passed over for men, and so she's going to get educated and that's the problem. You know what I mean? Yep. yep. I think I just saw that commercial. Yeah, like, I, feel like I, I see, see it, it all lot, the time. And yeah. I'm like, mm. She's probably yeah. already very educated, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yep. Yep, I know exactly what one you're talking about. And that is a fairly directly problematic commercial. Whereas yeah. this is very much like... And so the thing that we've said is when she's like, it changed my life. And everyone's like, what? You were thin before. You were fit before. Like, that's clear. But How can you say thin, that? Now, go ahead, Kat. But like being <clears throat> thin doesn't mean being fit. Like, I'm no. a perfect example of that. Same. Like, Same. Like, like, going up and down stairs used to really be problematic for me. <laughs> like, like I, I have never been fit a day in my life until recently. So like being thin and being like healthy and in shape are not the same thing. No. And like we both said, when she says, thank you, it changed my life. There's nothing wrong with saying that. It doesn't matter if you're plus size, if you're thin, if you're overweight, if you're super fit, if you're just getting into being fit, whatever. If you said something changed your life and that is your opinion of your life. Right. What is wrong with saying that? That's a very good point. Like, why are you going to change someone's reality of what means something to them? No. That's a and, good point. You know, like, it's just not, like, I could say that, like, spin has recently been a very yeah. good thing for me. I'm, you know, I'm like, man, I really build my days around going to a spin yeah. class now. <laughs> yeah. It, it taught me a little bit of discipline, which is something I very much lack. So yeah. it, it definitely has, like, changed my dynamic for sure. For and sure. it's like it's empowering and like every time like that's my one of my favorite things about it is like when they like they just amp you up and they're like I'm you know and they still they're like I'm your guide if you don't want to do you can't do something don't do it because you don't want to don't do it because it doesn't physically feel right to you but like you can and they yell like they yell at you like you can do this like yes you can over and over and I'm like this just feels good I just feel like I have my own hype coach right now yes exactly And so, like, it has changed my life. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that just because I look thin and fit to some people. Right. So, I don't know. And I think that's something we discussed before is, like, you're not doing it to lose calories. No, absolutely not. That was, like, one of my (laughs) biggest fears when I started was that I was going to lose weight because, like, I cannot lose weight. I would like to gain weight, actually. (laughs) Those butt gains. Those butt gains. So, like, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's the whole, and I feel bad because, like you said, that guy's a very normal-looking dude, the husband, 
um, I was reading an article where he came out and was like talking about it because he's like, this really fucked with like my acting career now. Because like, yeah, it might just be a commercial to some people, but that's how some actors get started. Right. Commercials. Absolutely. And he's like, I'm just a guy who did a commercial and now everyone's making me into a misogynist and right. an it's abuser. He's and an he's actor. Like, yeah, yep. Yeah. And he's like, and I'm just a guy who did a commercial. So he's like, my career right now is on a little bit of a hiatus because, you know, so I'm. Insane. Oh, yeah. Yep. And like I said, not that it can't, you know, it necessarily matters monetarily, but like their stock dropped like 10% in a day. Peloton yeah. like plummeted just because someone on the internet blew it the fuck up because, you know, like maybe it's problematic, maybe. And if you want to be mad about it, that's fine. Like it's a commercial just like you can. It's a thing that you can interpret. Right. You could find problems in a Disney movie. Absolutely. If Mulan. Mulan's a great example. I love Mulan. It's one of my favorite Disney movies. Is it somewhat problematic? Maybe. They're Maybe all problematic. Right. <laughs> Every there's single some, one of them. There's some things in Disney movies that might yeah. not be the most culturally appropriate. Yeah. But, like, I'm not going to go trying to attack Disney because they make racist movies and like make that very bold blanket statement but you know what though if we were gonna attack anyone maybe it should be disney because i'll tell you why (laughs) (laughs) because i would say that one of the leading contributors to the patriarchy and the way women are seen Mm. is in fact disney and all of their bullshit disney princess storylines up until recently with frozen it's always been the woman has to be saved by the man and that's what a that's that's what you should aspire to be as a princess looking for prince charming so if we're gonna blame anyone (laughs) (laughs) i think maybe we should point a finger or two at disney i'm just saying um just so you know mickey heard you and he's going to come after you now I was so afraid of Mickey when I was a child. I, it still gives me a little bit of pause. I'm not gonna lie. Mickey, I just think it's I just think it's really strange for an adult to dress up inside a mouse costume or, or like any costume. I just think that's weird. Like I have a problem with any sort of like mascot type thing. But it's just so, I think that's weird. I think it's a strange thing, and I don't really want any part of it. Well, so I it's have weird. I have two I have two things here. Number one. So you're afraid not of of Mickey, but you're afraid of like, or you just don't care for people in costumes like I that. I just like think that like costumes. Yeah, I just think that like life size cartoon characters with like over exaggerated like paws and feet and shit. <laughs> I think that's just like a little weird. <laughs> okay, okay, that's fair. Um, I don't like that. I can't see your actual face, and I just it's I just think it's troublesome. Well, so, like, this is, like, and, like, I understand. So, like, if you go to Six Flags and, like, Peppy Le Pew or yeah, Tweety. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't no. Like I, respe- I get that. I One time like Peppy Le Pew touched my butt and that was no. weird. You see? It's not okay. It's weird. It's not. But, like, so is this strange. is my second point because that was my first one was, like, just clarifying your problem. My, my second point <laughs> is that that really was Mickey and there was no man in a costume. So you don't have to worry about Mickey. Well, you just have to then, worry about these weirdos at Six then Flags. Then I, I think I'm going to go ahead and circle back then to my point of uh, enlarged cartoon characters 
being yeah. problematic. I I have and I have an issue with that. Mice yeah. aren't supposed to be that big. They're not supposed to wear pants. It's just <laughs> <laughs> or like suit jackets or whatever. Like it's just. I was gonna say because like Donald um, Duck doesn't wear pants. That's like one of the big scandalous things about Donald. He, he and, doesn't wear pants. Yeah, and I just think it's like really. I think there's a lot of. I, I really think that the root of the problem lies in Disney. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stand by that actually. Well, now that you, now that Mickey has a heard you and B knows that you're afraid of him. <laughs> Uh, definitely coming for you. Wait, how did you fare going to Disney? You went to, did you avoid seeing the characters? Okay, so really quick story. So (laughs) (laughs) there's a couple of photographs of me as a child um, with like my mom or my dad holding me where I am like crying and like I don't want to be in your Mickey Mouse at all. Like it made me so upset. And I think that was because when I was a kid, I had a, a Mickey Mouse stuffed animal that I like carried everywhere. It was like my like my safety blanket except a stuffed animal. And I think when I went to Disney, I was like really freaked out that my stuffed animal was real. Like I think that that really upset at me and that trauma stayed with me into like adulthood I can remember we went to Disney Disneyland yes Disneyland when I was like I don't know 16 or something like that and my cousin Shayna and I were walking around the park and we walked through Mickey's house and like I'm an idiot I don't even know what I was thinking about but like it didn't occur to me that when you get to the end of Mickey's house that like he would be there and so I can remember like standing in line to get our picture taken with Mickey and like feeling anxious like I was very uncomfortable with the idea of getting my picture taken with Mickey Um, or maybe that was when I went with Megan I think that might have been when I went with Megan. I can't remember, but there's multiple pictures of me also as an adult being very uncomfortable with Mickey Mouse. And then when we went for my 30th birthday, my mom made all of us go and take a family photograph with Mickey and Minnie because she wanted to recreate the picture of me as a child when I was crying. And (laughs) Were you crying as a 30-year-old too? I was not, but like it does make me uncomfortable. I don't like it. I I like, I think the thing that's my favorite is that you have a backstory to it being when you were a child that you were freaked out that your stuffed animal was was big and there. Yeah, and but like the trauma alive. stayed with me. The trauma has lingered. That trauma is here. Childhood traumas it. stay that's with right. you. Yeah, that's right. Huh? Yeah. That's uh. Hmm. Yeah. But just big Mickey. So like a Mickey doll doesn't freak you out. No, no. It's it's like the the. Uh, the idea of somebody dressed in a costume it's I don't like it <laughs> I just don't like it <laughs> yeah I uh would really like to go to Disney now I think we need to take a podcast trip to Disney cause... I mean I loved Disney I absolutely loved it I would totally go back see and I'm the exact opposite my I spent so much time one of my things was waiting to see the characters and filling my autograph book and I loved that there was Mickey in front of me such a nerd (laughs) it's just like Mickey's right here yeah yeah I was sad that he didn't talk though that was a bummer is it better sending, or worse for you if they I'm talk? Sending you, I'm sending you a little nugget incoming. Oh, no. My service down here is really bad, so it might take a minute. But um, I no, I don't like any of it. I think, too, because I'm like, like I, I just, I don't want to be spoken to. Like, you're not, I know, who, I, like, I'm an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I just, 
I don't know why. It makes me so uncomfortable. I also don't like, like, character dinners. Like, like even if we went to, like, a murder mystery dinner or something and the actors tried to talk to me, I'd be like, I, you, I need you to go. Like, it makes me so uncomfortable. It's all in, like, that same realm of when we go to protests and stuff and, like, the callbacks. I don't like it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't like that either. I don't know. I, I just, like, all of it for the – it, like, gives me the same feeling. I just don't like it. I feel like I've learned more tonight. I love that. <laughs> Um, we can circle back to Peloton really quickly, though, because we had a, a listener comment, and by a listener, I mean Andy, um, said that he would like to do an experiment, and he said this to me about the commercial, um, and switch it to a lesbian relationship versus yeah, a man right? and woman. Like, is it still abusive at that point? Exactly. So anything else with the commercial? Oh, the follow-up one to mention that that gin company hopped on that bandwagon I real quick. I think that's so funny. I, I like, do maybe too. I, I, <laughs> I like well done Ryan Reynolds because like that is so funny. Like the, that's a good commercial. That's funny. I think I, it's funny. I think that that like doing that is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like good for I you. Think so too. Like, you know, take something that's happening and make <laughs> just exploit it more, I guess. Yeah. So. They probably should have put him in it, though, <laughs> and, like, had him drinking the whiskey, like, about how his career is ruined or whatever. Yeah. Maybe they could make another one. A follow-up, like, yeah. a second one. His side of it. Oh, good lord. Yeah. Or maybe, like, he's sad because his wife got even more hot and left him, so now he's drinking at the bar. By himself. He doesn't have any By friends himself. because right. he's an abuser. Right. So... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I thought that was funny. They're like, good on them. And I bet they mm-hmm. actually sold a lot of, a lot That's more funny. gin. <laughs> that is funny. It'd be really funny if they sent, if they sent a bottle of gin to Peloton or something I like know. the headquarters and were like, sorry, not sorry. Um, did you also see, speaking of things that are funny, um, did you see the, um, the viral tweet that was going around about the, um, uh, Endgame meme with Trump. No. <laughs> so <laughs> my brother told me about it earlier and then I saw it on social media. So some um, like pro-Trump um, group or whatever on Twitter. It posted... is the Trump train. Yes. So they posted um, it's like House Democrats can push their impeach their sham impeachment all they want. President's Trump reelection is inevitable. And it's a picture of um, uh, Thanos with the glove on um, uh, or a video rather of him with the glove on. And they put Trump's head on it. And and it's the scene where he like snaps his fingers and it doesn't work. And that's what they used. (laughs) They didn't use the one where like it does work. (laughs) They used the one where it doesn't work. They chose the scene. Thank you. They they chose the scene at the end of, spoiler alert, at the end of Avengers Endgame. It is not a spoiler. It's been way too long if yeah. you haven't seen it. I, I'm very kind. I sent it to you on Instagram. <clears throat> they chose the the scene where Thanos thinks he's won, snaps his fingers, nothing happens, and yes. then he's literally dusted like yes. five seconds later. They, exactly. So they like, didn't choose the one that's where hilarious. he does it. So it's oh like, have you guys God. seen this movie? <laughs> and, and also, did you seriously just choose a genocidal maniac who's a <laughs> yes. child abuser? And 
throughout the entirety of part one of, or the the entirety of this phase of the Avengers universe, he is the baddest bad guy that they have? Yeah. Like, I know we did an episode (laughs) arguing that Thanos is a vegan, but that's a fun thought experiment. Thanos is a fucking dick. Right. I love everyone's responses to these. So Pelosi is Iron Man? (laughs) (laughs) That character gets decapitated and then wiped from existence in the movie. So yeah, I'm for putting Trump's head on him. (laughs) I love it. That's so that is classic trump train though thinking that they're doing something like oh fuck you guys and then it's so fucking clever (laughs) my my favorite things are anytime they photoshop trump's head onto a different body because it's always like a really jacked well-built kind of body like thanos is huge and totally swole or the one where they have trump's head photoshopped onto Rocky Balboa's body and I'm like <laughs> you people have seen this man right right you've seen the general bowling pin shape of this individual <laughs> right oh christ but thank I, you for the lol but i digress very funny so i will send you guys now my not funny cartoon so there's the there's the lols and then i'm just going to bring it down i'm just going to like fucking drop a bomb um on y'all because I kept seeing this cartoon everywhere which is why I just wanted to talk about this for a slight a small moment um Andy you'll probably get it hopefully Kat will get it sooner rather than later I got it oh okay let me pull it up it's a Michael Vick cartoon oh yikes (laughs) oh yeah it's a real bummer yeah, Andy's not happy that I did that. Boy, I will I will say though, uh let me can I tell who the the artist? Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I recognize. I I recognize the signature and the guy's style, but like boy, he if it's the person I think he's usually pretty good at lampooning shit. Mm-hmm. Like that's a very good political cartoon, I have to yeah. say. Do you want to explain it, Andy? Uh, so here, I'll paint you a word picture. In the left panel, we have Michael Vick behind bars with a uh, plea bargain in his hands. And he says, I just want to play again. And then on the other, uh, on our second panel, we have a grimly lit uh, graveyard with several tombstones uh, with wispy lines coming off them to a collective word bubble. We know what you mean. And uh, the shovel in the ground is... Vic's dogs. That's so awful. Mm-hmm. It's so, but just like the best political cartoons, yeah. mm-hmm. it's absolutely accurate. Yes, yep. for sure. That's why it's so awful. So, just when we thought that the Michael Vick thing was like done, like do I mean douchebag got back into the NFL. He did what seventeen months in prison. I think yeah. it was 17, 18 months was his sentence for the dogfighting. Um, and I say prison in the loosest term because I highly doubt it was actually. I want to say there were fines in there as well. I'm sure. But like. It's when, a classic like, but, oh, you've abused animals. Just give us some money and like, it'll be okie yeah. dokie. Yeah. No. And he got, he went back like that was fine. He went back to the NFL, thought it was done. 
he apologized. Oopsies. His bad. Um, so why this is coming back to light now is he's actually getting honored at the Pro Bowl. Which is just... Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean... I'm, we haven't, we haven't, in this household, we haven't been on the football train in the last, for the last couple of years. Mostly, be, not because we don't enjoy watching the foosball, but because life is busy. But mm-hmm. I will say, there is a part of me that is like, I almost don't hate that we don't watch football anymore, because the NFL has such, such just a garbage can overflowing with problems that it really yeah. does not want to deal with. Because it's a hundred percent okay to to apparently now put Michael Vick up in the for what would you say the is it the Pro Bowl? Mm-hmm. And oh, this guy beat his wife. All right, well we'll suspend him for four games and then throw him right back in. Oh, this oh this dude's kneeling for protests that uh, you know Black Lives Matter. Fucking blackball that motherfucker. Honestly, and I feel like I don't know why. But it's always oh. the NFL. You don't hear about this in the NHL, really, or you, like well, anything else. The soccer leagues, you fucking hear about it. There are in the NFL. There Why are, you can a hundred percent draw in like some of the people have been doing this recently too, drawing parallels of. So what do you have in the NFL? You have a bunch brain of injuries. Well, yeah. brain injuries, yes, but you have a bunch Roids. of um, <laughs> pretty much you have a bunch of African American men. Who are in extraordinarily good shape playing on a team who is the owners are old white men. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. And they, they do. I Now, I will, I will say this. The, the top tier guys make a fuck ton of money, but they mm-hmm. have like a eight year life expectancy in the NFL and then they're done and they're out onto a practice squad or whatever making significantly less money if they don't have massive brain trauma that either leads to them you know having severe problems uh physically mentally or you know like otherwise they and these nfl guys they get in there young they make a shit ton of money they have no sense of how to deal with it and they're out of the NFL by 35, and they're broke, and, like, literally, so many of them go broke, and then are working at Walmarts or something like that, at what would be a minimum wage job five years later, because they've managed to blow through the $60 million that they got paid for right. their tenure. They don't, They have no interest in helping them in any way, shape, or form. So it's interesting parallels. Yes. Anyways, yes, the NFL, dicks. And rant. <laughs> and rant. Um, but so there's petitions going around. I mean, there's nothing that can really be done about it other than petitions. Um, but people have said uh, that Vic has over the years worked to put his past behind him and has become something of an animal rights activist uh, working with the Humane Society of the United States. Apparently. Uh, he, and I quote, said, I just try to make it right after going through what I went through, after what transpired. Pause there. What did he go through? What, I know. What, what did he go through? Andy, like, you look like your brain's going to melt out of your mouth. Yeah, because I can't, I can't figure out the trauma that he went through that 
he, we need to feel bad and aid him in his recovery? I, he said, the best thing to do was make amends for what I did. I can't take it back. The only thing I can do is influence the masses of kids from going down the same road I went down. That's why I work with the Humane Society in affecting a lot of kids' lives and saving a lot of animals. Now, now here's here's my question about this because I, yeah, there are there are a hundred percent people who can do a shitty thing, do a thing that's bad, get caught, get punished, reform, and understand like, yeah, no, that that was not great what I did. I'm now gonna work to make sure that that kind of thing doesn't happen anymore. Uh, just. Completely different example, but the story, the story of whoever the guy is that, uh, Catch Me If You Can, the Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Hanks movie oh, is based yeah, around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so he was embezzling. It's a great movie. Uh, he was doing shit tons of bank fraud, eventually got caught, went to jail for a while, and then worked with the FBI to create a lot of the security measures that are on checks and in the banking system now to make check fraud not a thing. So that's someone who realized, I did a crappy thing. Now I'm going to try and make it better. Mm-hmm. With Michael Vick, I feel like this just maybe this is just inherent bias speaking, but I feel like if Michael Vick was really putting forth a very serious effort to make amends and do things better and make up for what he did, we would know that he has been working with the Humane Societies, and we would know that he's, like, super anti-dog fighting now, or, you know, adopt, don't shop, or something like that. We Like, we would have heard about this. You feel like it would be a big headline, Michael Vick, former serial dog abuser, now dog lover. It's a great story! Well, so what the other... Am I just missing something? No, no, I haven't heard of anything with the Humane Society and Michael Vick either. Um, but I was that article that I was reading from was the Washington Post, and they had another article that a little link that said how Michael Vick's dogfighting changed animal welfare. And I was like, wait a second, what? So I clicked on it, and their take on it is 47 dogs were rescued from that situation and allowed to live instead of being euthanized or anything like that. And so because he was such a big name um they were able to like track down all the dogs and then it brought to light dog fighting in general because he was such a big name so it like at first i was like what the is the washington post taking his side here um but it's not in that way they were just saying like because he was a big as they say, well, Michael Vick was a deplorable person in a lot of ways. The fact that he was the one that got caught was really a big boom for this whole topic and for these animals. It just catapulted it into the public eye. So that's like the up side of it. Um, but I I don't know. I That is the only upside is it was someone big who got caught doing a thing. And so it's a little more... People pay attention to it when it's someone big name. Ah, so I have some information for us. Uh, so uh, I I went on to, uh, I did the Googles and I came across uh, humanewatch.org. They are keeping a watchful eye on animal rights movement. I, I will assume they are a decently legit site because they do have sources uh, cited. 
So here's the background. Uh, if you think the Humane Society of the United States allying with a convicted dogfighter is an odd couple, you're not alone. Since 2009, the Humane Society of the United States has helped rehabilitate the public image of convicted dogfighter, dogfighting organizer, and NFL superstar Michael Vick. The uh, HSUS, Humane Society of the United States, CEO Wayne uh, uh, Passell, I think it is, P-A-C-E-L-L-E. Yeah, he's, he's not with the Humane Society anymore. Yeah, uh, told the... Atlanta Journal Constitution in December 2010 that Vic would quote would do good would do a good job as a pet owner. Uh, fact: the Humane Society of the United States relationship with Michael Vick has been shrouded in scandal from the very beginning. The day after Vick's arrest in 20 in 2007, uh, they began raising money online with a false promise that it would care for dogs seized by Michael Vick's case. Your gift will be put to use right away to care for the jo- dogs. A short time later, the CEO, Wayne Passell, uh, told the New York Times that the organization was not actually caring for his dogs and they didn't know their whereabouts. He also recommended that authorities put down the animals. Most of the dogs have since been rehabilitated. After he was released from prison in 2009, his future earning potential as an athlete seemed to hinge on the rehabilitation of his public image. Almost immediately, he began speaking on behalf of the Humane Society of the United States. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles signed Vic as a quarterback. Uh, uh, perhaps coincidentally, uh, uh, perhaps coincidentally, awarded the U.S. the uh, HSUS a fifty thousand dollar quote unquote grant. Uh, his claim, uh, his claim that Vic would do do a good job as a pet owner, came more than a year later in twenty ten. The national backlash was instant and furious at the Humane Society president who would dare to endorse a dogfighter as a great pet owner. I, the whole thing, it's funny because it's very typical, continuing to read this article, uh, just to say he paid a million dollar restitution for care of the dogs, says that he regrets it all and didn't have the strength to stop what he realized was wrong about a year before he was caught. You didn't have the... You're an NFL player and you don't have this. I didn't. It's not like you were dependent on dogfighting for your income. I didn't have the will to stop abusing these animals systematically. I'm very confused about that because like you weren't. It's not like we're talking someone who was in inner city, low income, dependent on this like cockfighting or dogfighting for some sort of like uh, of an income to feed their family. We're talking about an NFL player who didn't have the strength to stop what he realized was wrong. Right. So cool. Uh, but he said, life is kind of normal now. They don't ask me about it. People have moved on. And then the article's like, yeah, but this dog's life is not normal. And it <laughs> people, talks about the dogs. People have forgot so. is what uh, is what he's saying. But they haven't. And that's evident in, why, like I said, why this is getting brought up is, and this was just an article that was in September about the rescued dogs. But now it's... It's people haven't moved on. They got past it in the way of like time moved on kind of thing. But like you're synonymous with this now. And for you for him to get an award like it was already bad enough that he got let right back into the NFL that he played out and was able to retire like a good boy. And then to then memorialize him and say like, oh, no, you get you get an award now. Like here. You're great. It's just really just don't just let it go. Like, don't bring it back to light because like that's really fucking shitty. 
I don't know. So there are petitions out there um, that people can sign on the interwebs. We could throw up a link or two because that's sometimes all you can do. But at the very least, if names get on lists, then at least it's doing something. So, yeah. So we don't have to forgive and forget because it's a deplorable thing. That's right. I also found an article about why uh, Pascal changed it. Because initially, apparently, he said, no, I'm not working with Michael Vick. And then why he changed his mind. Because he was like, someone paid him off. Shouldn't I always give him another <laughs> chance? Think of all the good no. he could do being such a big name. Stop. No. No. <laughs> no. Fuck off. No. Yeah. We'll put links to all these things. Yeah. In the show poor, notes. Poor you, NFL player. You, you had to pay $1 million. Gee. I bet I know, that was terrible for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, we'll put links to all this stuff, petitions and things, so people could sign them if they want. And uh, that is a good sneak peek into next... Teaser. Teaser. Just the tip. <laughs> Teaser tip. Yes, it's, that's right. it's just the tip of next week's episode. That's right. Yeah, about uh, dogs and... What's it? Rescue dogs? Is guess, that what the book is called? Yes. And Dealing Dogs is the film that the guy is involved with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Pete Paxton. Yep. I wish we could say we're talking to him. May maybe in the future, but But he, we're gonna we're gonna talk about his But an interview he did yep. with a different podcast. Yep. But, and uh, just some of his yeah. beliefs and some things that he brought up that we didn't know about. And it's dogs and then other things, other animals, other people, too. So, stay tuned. Sounds great to me. We uh, threw him a bone there for next week's episode. (laughs) Wink. Wink. Yeah. Cool. Well, then, until next time, thanks for listening. Please head over to thevspot.fm to listen to past episodes. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your friends' friends. Mm-hmm. Tell your aunt. Tell your coworkers. <laughs> tell your boss. Play us when you leave, because some people leave things on for their dogs or pets when they're not home. Um, Ooh. Yeah, you should play us yeah. for your dogs when you're not home, because we are their best friends and man's best friend, much like they are. Anyways, it's fine. We're going now. Oh, and if you want to support us monetarily, please head over to patreon.com slash the spot. Mm-hmm. Great. Please, and thank you. And thank you. Until next time. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.